Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Laurie Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love first and foremost with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. Welcome Ramona Holloway. Uh, I am so, I, right before I, I pushed uh, record, I said to Ramona, I have so many things that I want to say to you. It's ridiculous. I've got this long, long list and, uh, so, you know what? Let's go I, for it. I'll talk really fast. How many minutes do we have? <laughs> 30, we have 30 minutes. Let's go. So, <laughs> Ramona. Rapid Ramona. question with Ramona. Go. <laughs> Just in case you don't know who she is. Um, Ramona Holloway is somebody who is so well known in Charlotte, North Carolina and all over the country. She's had a 30 year career in media and motivational oh speaking. And you don't look that old. You look great. And, hosting, and, oh. and you're half of the award-winning Matt and Ramona show, which originated from Charlotte, North Carolina. And, and um, she's on all these different boards and we met on the Charlotte today set. Yes years ago and right away she was asking for she was always the one that was like asking for all the advice about dating, cornering you cornering making it me. so that you couldn't leave without getting free <laughs> advice that person yeah that was me I own it and I was always like who do I know for her who do I know for her so um and then also something I didn't know about you is that you were on the board of a child's place I used to work for them back what? in yeah back when I first moved to Charlotte uh back in like 1996, seven. So we must have missed each other. I know. And they, they're a wonderful organization. Um, One of the things I found about Charlotte is that the good people I know, know the other good people I know, and we've worked for the same types of organizations. We have the same Mm. passions, just people trying to put some good back out there. And I love that about you. Oh, me too. And you helped mentor me with this podcast from the very beginning, trying to help me figure out a name for it and everything. And you've just been uh, a shining light for me. And uh, every time I see you, it fills me with joy. If you put this on YouTube, the (laughs) lash is going to go awry. (laughs) At least we're not wearing mascara. (laughs) I'm going to have a last askew. (laughs) Welcome to Love on the Go. One of the things that I want to definitely talk to you about is kind of love and loss, because you have had a lot of love in your life. Your your mom, Wheezy, um, did mm. pass um, in the past year. And um, and she, I know you were a primary caretaker for her. And I want to talk I about was. that a bit. And I know that you talked a lot about that on your, um, on your podcast and um, on the show. And she was very much just a part of your everyday life. She was really your best friend, I know. And yeah. I wanted to talk to you about, about sort of that struggle that she had with dementia and, and how, how you kind of got through that and, and self-care and whatnot. So that's mm. one of the things I want to talk ah. about. And then there's some oh, other goodness. stuff I want to talk about. So let's, let's start oh. with that. Cause you share that journey very publicly. I did. And mm-hmm. I need people to know that I showed the good stuff mm. intentionally yeah. and 
it doesn't mean that there weren't tears. It doesn't mean that there weren't tantrums. It doesn't mean that there weren't times where I questioned how much longer I could go where I didn't feel guilty about wanting her mm -hmm. to be relieved of the disease, knowing that relief comes with her last breath. I mean, so many emotions go on and with me, it was dementia, but other people go through it with a loved one who is not going to get well. Yeah. You do everything you can to fight the disease. Mm -hmm. And the disease is like, seriously, you know, you can't cure me. What are you doing? Just, right. just go with it and love the person as well as you can while you're saying goodbye, which means taking it day by day. Because if you look forward, it's not like, you know, you get a big prize at the end. You look mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. That's depressing. You send, you spend too much time wondering what's going to happen next. And it's hard to keep going. And if you focus too much on what you've just lost, then it's hard to keep going. So you wake up every single day. And this was advice from one of the women who I call my fairy God mentor. Mm -hmm. um, my fairy God mentor told me that every single morning I should get up and say, thank you, God, for everything that she remembers today, for everything. And then that became more precious as she forgot more and more, as she forgot my cousins and as she forgot me, mm. you know, as she forgot how to talk, how she, as she forgot how to walk, as she forgot how to breathe, you know, mm. and eat, you know, so waking up every morning, say, what have we got? Yay, yay, we still know when we have to go to the bathroom number two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you get excited about that S-H-I-T, pun intended. Mm. Mm. So, you know, that part kept me going, the knowing it was just that day. Really and, staying in the day, staying in the moment. And I found that sharing the journey in the mm -hmm. way that I did, it humanized someone with dementia. So we were able to be a part of the dementia awareness campaign, which my mother was a retired teacher. She was all about educating some folks. Mm. And that vulnerability opened me up to a group of people who just loved us through it. Because yeah. when you're when you've gone through something like this, the best thing you can do, the most rewarding thing you can do is give back to someone who's walking through it. So people loved us through it. A, a coworker of mine, former coworker, she works for an ad agency now, Sandra Zoki. Mm -hmm. um, she was one of the people who said, oh, you know, you go out and do something for yourself and I'll sit with your mom. And I got a lot of those offers, but at the mm -hmm. when you get to the point of incontinence, there aren't a lot of people who are going to come and sit with your mom and mm -hmm. change your mom's diaper. Okay. That's right. Mm -hmm. And she said, I said, Sandra, thank you, but, and I went on to say, hey, we're in a different stage with adult diapers. Mm -hmm. And that usually scared most people off. And she said, girl, I went through that with my grandma. I'll mm -hmm. be there on Saturday at noon. And I don't want to see you again until Saturday at six. I mean, it was just... That's but beautiful. all kinds of my neighbors, one of my neighbors, we laughed the other day about how Wheezy called him into the house to fix our internet and he pretended to fix it, even though he saw AT&T just down the road. He saw the AT&T truck on the street. You know, I mean, we were loved 
through it because we were very open about what we were going through. We were, a, we were not a strong team, but our community came together professionally, personally, neighbors, sorority sisters, friends, strangers who'd been mm. through it just helped us. So, so it was love, incredible. a lot of love. And that's what got you through it. And it's interesting because yeah. a lot of people keep this hidden. They, I don't right. know what it is. I don't know if it's just like an older generation feels shame and they don't want people knowing about what's right. going on and with any kind of know, illness or sickness. When you see like we have where dementia goes, we saw it with my grandfather, mm-hmm. um, very, very, very uh, long and angry struggle because my grandfather was not a, a happy go lucky dude right. with dementia. He was, he was angry a lot, mm-hmm. um, snippy a lot when he did mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so when my mom first started showing signs of dementia, she would, you know, she'd get real mad about what she said or what I already told her, or, you know, who wants mm-hmm. to believe that that's the path they're going. And, you know, I also was raised, you talk about that generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised, you don't question adults. That's you know, right. if an adult says something wrong, okay, you just let them go with it. You're not supposed to sit there and argue with a parent, you know? That's right. So there was that anger there and pride. Mm-hmm. And I remember secretly getting on the phone with my mother's sorority sisters because they wanted her to be the secretary of their group. She mm-hmm. was in a sorority called Phi Delta Kappa for uh, a historically black sorority for mm-hmm. teachers. And uh, she knew she could not be their secretary. She was mm-hmm. having trouble writing. Um, She couldn't use the computer. I mean, there were just so many obstacles for her that she didn't want to admit. Mm -hmm. So I said, let me call and talk to them and see what it is the job entails. Mm -hmm. And I called her sorority sister and said, you know, mom has dementia and Mm -hmm. she she can't take that job because, you Mm -hmm. know, generally it's like, oh, you know, we'll talk you through it, Louise. You know, don't you worry about it, Miss Wheezy. We got, you know, (laughs) all you have to do is and all you have to do is is just mind-boggling for people with dementia because they they can't follow through yeah was you mentioned your grandfather being angry was your mom very angry in in her dementia or was she happy or was she kind of a happy times she was angry Mm -hmm. um I am so grateful that for the most part she was not Mm -hmm. but when she went there she went there yeah and um only one time aimed at me because I wouldn't, she, uh, there was a blowout. There mm-hmm. was a depends blowout. I'll give you no more details. <laughs> okay. It was disgusting. Mm-hmm. And as I was trying to clean it up, mm-hmm. uh, some remnants got on the sweater that she had on. Mm-hmm. My mom and I would pick out her outfit the day before. It didn't matter that she wasn't leaving the house. She liked to look a certain way every single day. She wanted her hair done. Oh. She wanted, you know. To, to look cute. Yeah. So she had the outfit on that she wanted to wear and she would not take off the sweater that had poop going down the mm. arm. Mm-hmm. And so finally uh, I said, Oh, put your hands up real quick. And I just ripped it off of her and she was mad. She mm. would, she staged a two hour sit in on the toilet. I know her little legs had to be going 
going numb. But she was like, I will not get off this toilet for anything. Oh, and uh, so there I was, like, until help came, until my, <laughs> my home health aide mm-hmm. showed up that day. Mm-hmm. It was me and mom sitting in the bathroom while she staged her her poopy sit-in on the toilet. This is like the ultimate love story. Is it really? <laughs> not, not the love story I was hoping for. Not the ones I used to question you about. <laughs> what I would like is my husband to have poop on his arm. And I overlook it. And that's love. You know, any, uh, any, anyone, and I don't, I don't know if you're, da- are you dating anyone right now? No. Okay. All right. We're going to talk about that. Not even but anyone, anyone that watches or listens to this is going to know that, that Ramona's in it for the long haul. Like she's not mm. ever going to give up on you. Mm. She'll sit with you through any, anything. I mean, think about that what what you showed in terms of character with your mom and i know you would say well of course i would do it every anyone would no not anyone would mm-hmm. okay you were in it through the at the and and you and you brought joy to it and you allowed other people into your journey and that's like what you have to offer to a relationship you know creating that joy some of it created for the cameras gave us something to do together Mm, yeah and um the music allowed us to connect Mm. and these were things that I probably never would have thought of before I got to a place where I had help for my depression Mm -hmm. and I finally got to a place of I'm not going to beat this but Mm -hmm. I can walk through it with her Mm-hmm. And I could not do that. I don't push God on anybody. I won't beat you over the head with my Bible mm-hmm. or, you know, hold you down in the pew. But I will say that I could not have done it without my faith. Uh, it, it was an absolute sustainer because I had to believe that there was somebody, something a hundred percent reliable that mm-hmm. could do more than me mm. that had all of us taken care of me mom our caregivers the ones who mm-hmm. stayed with us the ones who who came and went that he was taking care of the whole team mm. i had to believe that because ramona couldn't manage that no not at all that's too much pressure and unrealistic expectations Absolutely. And I realize um, that I have a lot of unrealistic expectations for myself, you know, it's, but you don't realize it in the moment you're just all in trying to be that girl, you know, and uh, then you realize it's like, who's beating me over the head, making me do this? Oh, it's me. (laughs) Who's setting the standard here? Me, the bar. Yeah, me again. And who's beating me up when I don't reach the goal? Oh man, that's me too. Like, oh my gosh, I'm like the judge, the jury, the criminal, the defendant. I mean, everything. <sighs> Do you find that you have done that in in romantic relationships as well? Oh, oh, wow. Uh, oh, look at the time. I think 20 minutes is <laughs> up. I better go. Um, probably yes, because. Um, you're not going to believe this given what I've done 
in radio, in country radio, mm-hmm. R&B, gospel, top 40, like every format I've worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I believed that I could get along with anybody. I believed I could love anybody and I could love them and support them in a way that they became pretty much anything I wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. Like all this person needs is, you know, I'm going to take this puppy home and nurse it in the house. You know, you know, I really believed that I could, you know, be that everything for someone. And I wanted someone to be that for me mm-hmm. until that meant, you know, being put on a pedestal and, you know, in a, in a little cage with someone who doesn't want anybody else to come in. They're like, oh, wait a minute. These are control freak situations. Not mm-hmm. good. Not good. Two control freaks in a relationship together? <laughs> Whew. Somebody should have told me when they, so you are a control freak woman and you would like to marry a career U.S. Marine. <laughs> have you thought this through? No, I didn't. I just went for it because I believed that I could really make it work. Like mm-hmm. I can make any relationship work with anybody. Mm-hmm. If I want to. Yeah. So perhaps I did have these unrealistic expectations that I beat myself up about when I didn't, when I relied on my expectations instead of reality. Mm-hmm to be the basis of the relationship. So you learn from that. And so now when oh, you're, yeah. when you're looking for a romantic part, how are you, are you, but guess what? Are you Lord, online? Now that, I'm wise, you now that I'm wise, there's nobody out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I hadn't figured it out, guys were lined up. <laughs> now that I'm wise, it's like, hello, is anyone out there? Hello. I, I got it now. <laughs> yeah. Online dating is kind of like a part-time job. You know, I help people with online dating all day long. Oh, That's what I do. Oh. <laughs> I keep saying I'm, I'm getting off the Facebook dating site. I don't know um, what this is about now? you and your mm-hmm. friends, but <laughs> the Facebook dating site hooks right. you up with friends of your friends that you're not friends with. <laughs> and I'm really giving a side eye to a lot of my friends because I see the friends we have in common and I'm like, how do you know this dude? <laughs> right. Are you close to him? Like, really? It's a brilliant so, concept. Um, and so is it, is it like half the time your friends are like, yeah, I don't really know him. He yes. Just, I'm not sure how we connected. I only asked one time and then it made me look, I felt, you know, it made me look a little thirsty. I felt like, oh, mm-hmm. just, you know, doing all this background checking on this guy. So I, I just... Mm. I, I give it a couple of text messages. And if the text messages are um, somewhat grammatically correct, then mm-hmm. we can move on to a, a conversation. But I, I'm, I'm grammar police on, on dating sites. It's, it's just one of those things. You're the daughter of a teacher. So of course right. you're going so to I be. Can't, I can't overlook some things. I just can't. Mm-hmm. Am I ruling out a bad speller? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> it It would honest, it would drive me crazy personally, but I, mm-hmm. I, so I, I don't have any problem with that. Okay. So reverse catfishing. What is that? Ha! Okay. <laughs> I'm not acting like I need to do it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because I don't want somebody saying, girl, believe me, mm-hmm. I'm looking at you on YouTube on Lori's channel. You don't need to reverse catfish anybody. Just put your regular photos up. 
Right. But super hot people are now posting unflattering photos of themselves okay. because they are tired of people who are just liking them for their looks. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to attract a shallow partner. They want someone who wants them for them. They that want Fiona. Sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about posting some unflattering pictures of myself, like pictures of myself where, you know, I am 80 pounds heavier and I wasn't feeling good about the way I was looking and Mm -hmm. pictures of myself without makeup that I would never, ever, ever post on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And just seeing what happened and what the comments would be about it, because I know, I don't know if most people know, I had gastric bypass surgery. Mm-hmm. I lost about 80 pounds. It was back in January of 2012. Hello, Catawba Medical Center. Um, <laughs> but I found that before I lost weight, um, the pickings were slim. Mm-hmm. And there weren't a lot of guys who were interested in plus size women. Okay. And there were some guys who who made it clear that it did not matter. But some of those guys, I felt that I needed to accept some behavior from them that okay. was not really acceptable in most circles because okay. I didn't have a lot of options. Okay. And hmm. I feel that there are other people. I mean, I've talked about it with friends and listeners over the years about, you know, feeling like you have to settle because, you know, you're not the size six girl. Hmm. You know, you're you're not the the woman who has the lead in the movie. Mm. You're her chubby best friend who stops by in the Lifetime movie. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're not the girl who gets the guy in the end. You're not the one who falls in love. So, and, you know, I, I also know some guys, cousin of mine, who makes it very clear. Like, he likes to go for big women because they make his life easier. Mm. They don't require a lot. Hmm. So for me, and I'm not saying for the whole movement, but for me, we can talk about body positivity all we want, but before we talk about body positivity or diet or any of that stuff, I got to talk about how I feel about me Mm -hmm. because how I feel about me and how much love I really have going on for me allows me to create certain boundaries around how I find a partner who loves me in a way that makes me feel good, an acceptable way, not Mm -hmm. crossing any boundaries or um, breaking any type of trust. Yeah. And that's, that's all before the diet, before the exercise, Mm -hmm. before body positivity, it's, it's something in the brain that has to happen before anything happens with the body. And no matter what size we are, we need to be okay with where we are in the present moment. So even if we did lose weight or get to our goal weight or whatever it is, that's just like icing on the cake. Girl, Lori, I look at pictures of myself when I thought I was huge Mm -hmm. in high school and college. And I'm like, I wasn't that big, Mm -hmm. but I thought I was fat. And then I was talking to a friend of mine since college. She's been a size two. Mm Mm-hmm. 
this woman is so obsessed with trying to do something about her tummy because she yeah. thinks she's fat. She's a size six. Mm -hmm. So it's all in here. I'm finding mm. like, wait a minute, you think you're fat too? But you wear a 10. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But you're an eight. Mm -hmm. But you're a six. It's all in here for all of us. Or at least I tend to think so because it's all in here for me. And women, women definitely worry about it way more than men. I hear it so much more from women when I'm screening them out. But can I ask you a question about men and you be honest, honest, honest yeah. with me? Yep. Don't a lot of guys come to the table with weight expectations and the weight is on the lower end, not the higher. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I get really angry about it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't take them on as clients when they have very unrealistic expectations. The main thing I do hear from the men is they're looking for somebody who takes care of themselves. I will hear that. And then mm -hmm. I'll also hear them say the following words. I don't want to sound shallow, but I am looking for somebody who's athletic, fit, whatever. That's what I'll hear. But then I'll mm -hmm. dig a little bit deeper sometimes with the fitness. And sometimes it just means like, I want to be able to, you know, climb a mountain with someone and then being able to keep right. up. I want to be able to bike ride with someone. And I respect that. Yeah, me too. But if, yeah, but if I want. yeah, exactly. But if it's about like size and how they're going to look in a sequence evening gown, walking mm -hmm. into the gala, right? You know, everybody has their preferences, you know, right. and I get that. But then I look at sometimes, you know, the people, just our general population. And I mean, there are so many couples out there where they are you know, big and beautiful or whatever and happy. And, you know, maybe it's just the men that are coming to the matchmaker. Yeah. That are, you know, I, that... I feel like there's right. gotta be more happening for us in the midsize group. We're not giant. <laughs> we're not tiny. We're somewhere in between. It's And I've been giant people. and I've been tiny. <laughs> you know, when I, you know, when I was big, nobody was talking about body positivity. There was no Lizzo when I was a big girl. That's right. Oh, but now that I'm no longer a big girl, there's mm -hmm. like so much big girl love out there. I'm like, oh, what? Mm -hmm. When I, when I was tiny, people were like, oh, that big head of yours just doesn't, oh, doesn't look right on that body. <laughs> it, it, so it was like. Finally, I get to mid-size. There's nothing there for me. Well, that's a mindset too. If you're saying okay, that Lori, there's you nothing. Say so. Oh, I if... forgot. I'm ma I forgot I was manifesting. I forgot. That's right. You have me manifesting. You have me we're, manifesting. Okay. We're, man we're manifesting your guy. So um, yeah, there is someone for you and you're just, you're ready to receive him. Okay. You're excited. So open up those arms and receive, receive him. <laughs> receive him. Are you doing any, uh, any other dating online dating aside from Facebook or it must be hard as a public person. I was, person, um, what I was thinking. And, and, and honestly, what I found is 90% mm -hmm. of the guys I've met had no idea what I did. Like, okay. My, I've, for this past 20 years, I've worked at a station that targets women between the ages of 25 and 54. Right. So if guys listen, it's like, yay, thanks. But no bonus comes from getting a guy to listen. Right. You know, our bonuses are based on women 25 to 54. So if a guy doesn't know Ramona Holloway based upon my radio career, I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. Wasn't trying to get you to listen anyway. Right. But I, I do find that some guys are very intimidated. And I've learned that the 
guys who are most intimidated generally ask in the first conversation there's real, some weird reference to what I do and mm -hmm. it's like so you know oh, now you're dating regular guys now it's like I don't know what you think I do but I do right. local radio you know what I mean like I I yeah sure I could be dating Michael Jordan but when he came to Charlie <laughs> he was already married it's like so but I found that that people tip their hat very early about their insecurity and so every so then you try to like it's okay. I like regular people. I don't even know what that means, but it just, mm -hmm. it doesn't work. It doesn't work if you don't feel like you're bringing as much to the table as I am. And they don't need to be bringing as much to the table. Like all you really need is a stable man. And maybe even a beta would be good for you to, to offset your alpha, I think. Right. You know, he doesn't yeah. need to be out there. He doesn't need to be right. this, the CEO. He can be somebody who has a steady job, is ambitiously minded, has some creative, you know, ideas about what to do for fun and is in love with you. I mean, it's pretty basic. It doesn't have to be I'm going rocket to, like, science. Take this part of your video and I'm going to play it on TikTok over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe somebody will see this and I'll get a call to set you up. Yeah. Makes the meals. Yes. A cook. You know. Okay, so we're we're gonna manifest somebody who knows how to cook well. Yes. Is can plan some fun activities. Yeah. Somebody who has a great sense Willing of to humor. Try some new things. Go some places. Yeah. Can dress up or dress down. Yeah. You know. Somebody who isn't afraid to to stand on his own at a party and converse with right. someone when you're off right. doing your Ramona thing. Also needs... is not threatened because mm -hmm. there are men in the industry who I talk to all the time. Like I have a whole mm -hmm. male partner who I have been on the radio with for 20 years. Yeah. He's, he's a best friend. If you're, you, you gotta be okay with my best buddy too. That's right. And, and some guys that's hard because they really don't believe that there's a thing such as a platonic male, female relationship. Mm-hmm. But I can assure you, I have never, ever, 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 ever wanted Matt Harris in any way whatsoever. <laughs> FYI. He's a lovely man. I would fix him up with a friend. Done. He's not a lovely man for me. No, he's not your guy. All right. But he I think... is a great partner. Yeah. I mean, you guys are so good together. And I will say that there is... The one thing I would like about my relationship that would mirror the partnership that I have with Matt, because honestly, Matt and I believe the exact opposite on pretty much everything, mm -hmm. religion, politics. I mean, we are literally ebony and ivory. We are that different. They made a song <laughs> about us, but we have the same basic values when it comes to mm -hmm. how you treat people. We have mm -hmm. the same work ethic and we have the same dedication to making sure that you're doing your part to keep the partnership healthy. That's right. And that's what has sustained our partnership though. And, and also we have the same stupid sense of humor, that too. I mean, those things, yeah, I'd love to find that in a romantic partner, someone who I'm actually attracted to. There you go. Who's also straight because gay guys are awesome. Ah, uh, I love, I love them. Love all my gay friends. And they all, and they like to do mm. a lot of the same things I like to do. It's hard to find. I know. 
who wants to go antiquing? <laughs> you know what? You you don't need your partner to go antiquing. You've got your girlfriends <laughs> to do that. You've lived up until this point antiquing on your own. That's the thing. You don't need a partner to do that. All you need a partner True. for, right, is to support you yeah. emotionally and laugh with you and just yeah. enjoy time with. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's uh, all right. So we're going to manifest that in this year for you. Okay. All right. Okay. And then when it happens in the next 12 months, you're going to come back to me and be like, remember that podcast we did together? D- is this oh, what the podcast does for me? Oh, is yes. This is what I'm feeling all the podcast do. juju right it? now. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to bring it in. I'm so excited. Oh, I hope this means what I think it means. Because isn't this a, a, a holiday? We're recording this on a holiday, aren't we? T- tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's Yom, oh. tomorrow's Yom Kippur. It's the day of atonement oh. for the Jewish people. So you don't have to worry about atoning for anything tomorrow. No, no, I don't. <laughs> I haven't atoned. In, I haven't done anything to atone for in a very long time. Don't I've get cleaned, me started. I've cleaned. I think I've cleaned it all up <laughs> up until today. <laughs> there were a couple outlying items and I, I cleaned them up. So now I get to... <laughs> Hopefully I'll be uh, written, written in the book of life for the next year and we'll manifest Ramona's dream man in the meantime. You better do everything you are supposed to do, Lori. And you know, Lori, I am so happy for you with your new podcast. You know, I'm wishing all the best, most wonderful, big things for the podcast. And, I, and I'm really glad that you asked me to be a part of it and that you, you let me talk about my love story because um, that's what my grief counselor calls it. Yeah. I said, how do you sit around and listen to people talk about dead people all day. And she said, I get to listen to love stories. Yeah. So thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. And Ramona, I will bring you back on my podcast in the future. And we'll, you'll tell me all about your boyfriend and I can't wait to do it. And next time you won't make me cry. I won't make you cry. For those <laughs> of you looking on YouTube, she said a, a tissue up to her eyes a few times during this time period. You are a, you're a treasure and I appreciate you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you more. I appreciate you more. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.